The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn News. We talk a lot about resumes, branding, interviews, and the other bits and pieces that make up a job search. But what about the whole process? Well, that's today's episode. From LinkedIn News, this is Get Hired, a podcast for the ups and downs of our professional lives. I'm Andrew Seaman, LinkedIn's managing editor for jobs and career development. Someone I turn to a lot for job search and career expertise is Jenny Foss. She's a job search strategist, recruiter, and career coach. She's also the author of the upcoming book, Do This, Not That, Career, which offers keys to what you should do in over 75 tricky job situations. Jenny joined me to talk about how you can craft a winning job search strategy and what to do if you're running into roadblocks while looking for work. Now, before we jump into that conversation, I want to invite you to join Jenny and me on Monday, January 30th at noon Eastern Time on Get Hired Live. We'll be answering your questions and going deeper into the topics we discussed on this episode. You can find the RSVP link for the Get Hired Live show in the show notes. Now, back to today's conversation. So, how did Jenny get started in the world of job search and careers? I'll let her take it from here. I actually was trained, schooled to be a journalist, and then I went into corporate marketing and PR and woke up one day as a corporate PR and communications leader thinking, I don't want my boss's job. So I had a friend at the time who co-owned a small recruiting agency, and he happened to work on behalf of the company I was with. And then finally, one day, I just, I, I gave him a call. I was so kind of discouraged with the career path I was on. And I said, okay, what, what would this involve? So... I took a big gamble and I joined his recruiting agency. And that kind of led to everything that has unfolded since. That's great. And obviously, you are famous on LinkedIn learning and LinkedIn itself. Um, So we're so happy to have you here. And especially, you know, around this time when you're publishing your book, which is not just we're going to be talking, obviously, about getting hired and a job search, but it really covers kind of everything you need for your career overall, right? It does. It's it's a, a guidebook that you can grab and flip to whatever situation you're going through. Yeah. And what we want to talk about today is job search strategy. And obviously, there are a lot of bits and pieces that go into a job search strategy. You know, there's the resume, there's the interview, there's things like that. But really, you have to have a solid approach to everything, that whole holistic approach. And for people out there who say, oh, you know, I, I I know how to job search and, you know, I go online, I look for a job, I apply, I hope for the best. How do you actually 
sort of encourage people to pay attention to their overall strategy? Because I think a lot of people, they go through motions. I think you're absolutely right. And, and you know, I think that's somewhat natural. I always say none of us went to school to learn how to be good at finding a job, managing job search, none of that. And it changes relatively rapidly. We learned how to do the thing that we do professionally. A lot of us did. So I think that the natural inclination when you're you're thinking you want a new job or you're needing a new job is, well, I've got to dust off my resume and start applying for jobs. And unfortunately, that's not the most efficient, impactful way to to go about this. There's a lot more to it. But I am a much bigger proponent, uh, and certainly with the the clients we work with, of getting people to think strategically and, and bigger picture and and steering their careers rather than just kind of blowing in the wind from job to job. Definitely. And also, when it comes to the idea of applying to a bunch of places and getting a job, it can happen. Sure and it, it, can. it does. Yeah. It, the idea, though, is to hopefully set you up for success and find the best job for you. Yes. Whereas that sort of spray and pray method doesn't always result in that, right? It doesn't always work, period. Or it, it could take longer for something to hit. But also, wouldn't you rather really spend some time thinking about what will be meaningful for you professionally, where you can do your best work and and feel the most fulfilled, and then thinking about how do I need to present myself both on paper, whether that's your resume, your LinkedIn, your cover letter, wherever, and also in live format, whether that's on Zoom or, you know, at interviews, so that it becomes pretty clear to those you're you're targeting that you make perfect sense for those types of jobs. Totally. And, you know, so starting from the beginning, if you are a job seeker and you're going into a job search, where do you actually start? Thinking about what do I know that I'm really good at? And want to continue doing professionally because sometimes we're great at stuff that we really don't want to do anymore. So what am I good at and want to keep doing? Um, what are those types of jobs that I find online that I seem to really gravitate towards? If you can take three to five job descriptions that you feel excited about and feel that they really kind of line up with your vision of of what comes next, look at those and figure out what are those most common overlapping criteria in terms of the the qualifications they're looking for, the, the explanation of the day-to-day. Um, that can help you kind of establish the ballpark of what my target next job is. And then kind of like dominoes, the rest becomes easier. Yeah. And then, you know, once you have that idea, okay, this is the direction I want to move in, you know, do you do you immediately go and start working on your resume? Do you start sort of trying to work your network? I think there are so many different things that people can do. They sometimes get overwhelmed and they end up doing very few of those things. Absolutely. 
A simple exercise that we use with our clients is encouraging them to create what I call an intention statement. So by July of 2023, I want to be working as a program manager within a communications agency in Chicago. Let's just say that's my intention. And then I go on to say, in order to get there, here's what I'm going to do. And then from that intention statement, you can build out a more detailed plan of how you're going to get from today to that day that you're stepping into that program management job at the agency in Chicago. And then once you have those steps, then each week you can schedule time to to tackle bits of that. So it's taking the big picture, breaking it down into more digestible chunks, and then actually scheduling time for yourself to take on those things bit by bit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I really like the idea of an intention statement, because a lot of times I talk to people about their job search being almost like a road trip. And there are two big important parts of a road trip, and one is sort of the route you take, which is usually the strategy, and then there's the destination. And if you sort of don't have either of those things, it makes the journey a lot more weird, wild, and long. And I do want to add, though, Andrew, that I don't want my saying this to scare anybody who really feels like, I don't know what I want to do next. Because you don't have to be absolutely down to the granular level sure when you start out. I would, however, encourage you to create a ballpark, thinking about, again, what do you do well and enjoy doing? What do you know you don't want to do anymore? What are the types of companies or environments you think you'd be a good fit in? All those things are a great start before you, again, just start looking around on job boards and wildly applying online. Yeah. And I I think probably, uh, let me know what you think about this, about being realistic when it comes to that intention statement. Because I think a lot of times people see online... Um, influencers or people who talk about like living their best life and having this amazing career Mm -hmm. and all this other things. But at the end of the day, a job is a job. And for most of us, we have to work. We have to pay bills. And, you know, given the option, probably a lot of people, they wouldn't want to work. So you also have to have the reality piece where it's like, listen, at the end of the day, this is a job. Of course. I'm not a one who believes deeply in do what you love and the money will follow or follow your passion and you'll never work a day in your life. (laughs) It just doesn't work that way for most people, for most people. Yeah. At some point, you're going to work a day in your life. (laughs) I love what I do and I work really hard. (laughs) You know, there are days that I'm like, I don't want to do any of this. Exactly. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, how to use your intention statement to find your next job. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days, all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise. A promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. A promise 
that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. From the minds of visionaries to the desks of disruptors, I'm Laura Schmidt, host of the Redefining Work podcast. Join me each week as we explore the new world of work through the lens of those shaping it. CEOs, HR leaders, investors, and more. Be a part of the conversation that changes everything. Subscribe to Redefining Work today. And we're back with Jenny Foss. Okay, so you have your intention statement, and you've built out a plan to get towards the job you want. Of course, this won't happen overnight. So what's the next step? Here's Jenny. You start exploring jobs in that field that you're interested, let's say it's marketing, and comparing your skills and experience against some of those jobs that seem attractive to you and determining what do I need to do in order to be an attractive candidate for for these types of jobs or these specific jobs that I'm getting very excited about? Are you missing credentials that you could actually go out and acquire? That should be in the early part of your planning is determining what what you're getting excited about in terms of what you find and how realistic is it as as your next job? And if it's not realistic as your very next job, thinking about is there, I call it a lily pad. So is there a lily pad in the middle of the pond that you can jump to first if jumping all the way across the pond to a job that it's not a realistic jump for you? If you can get to the middle of the pond with something that that will draw upon the skills and experience that you have already and get you closer to that job or those jobs that you really would love to land next, then then maybe making that your your target for now. Yeah, I really like that because I think a lot of times when people they think of their jobs or their careers and they think of what their dream job would be. At the end of the day, it still comes down to whether you could actually do the job. That's what's going to matter regardless of how nice your cover letter is, how nice your resume is, how many people have vouched for you. You actually have to do the job. And and understanding that you are going to be competing for that job with people who are what I call a smack in the forehead obvious fit for that job. So if you do feel strongly that you could do this job and do it well, how do you position the aggregate of your skills and experience in a way that that hopefully doesn't just make you a plausible fit, but maybe presents you as an even better option than somebody who maybe has taken a more linear path to that same job that you want. So I call it, it's yeah. like flipping the script. <laughs> exactly. And something I, I want to ask you about, too, is because a lot of times I hear from people who say, listen, I've been looking for work for months and, I, you know, I'm, I'm getting interviews here or there, but I don't get to the final round or you know, I, I don't hear back at all, and I just feel like the the system is stacked against me. But if two, two and a half months go by and you say, listen, I feel like I'm just running into a wall every day, 
How do you know if it's your strategy? How do you sort of step back and say, okay, what should I be doing here differently that might change the outcome? If you're getting stuck at that same spot every time, that's a pretty good indicator that that's where you're, you should probably start in terms of, of troubleshooting the situation. <laughs> I talk with people sometimes who they think, oh, I got to keep changing my resume, but, but they are landing interviews. I'm, and I'm like, the problem is very likely not your resume at all. It's something that's happening after that. And so if, for instance, you're not going the distance after after interviewing, you can always ask for feedback. I wish more interviewers were willing or able to share that information, but it certainly doesn't hurt to ask. You could also just assume like, okay, if I'm getting stuck here, something's up with the way I'm interviewing and maybe ask a friend or your spouse, your partner, if they would go into the other room, let's get on a Zoom call and record it and do a mock interview and then deconstruct what's going on. And, you know, when it comes to sort of creating your job search strategy and looking online and seeing, you know, different approaches people can take. Is there a, is there a right path or is it sort of this is a hard road sometimes for people and people sometimes get lucky and it's shorter because I think a lot of times people they might get depressed by what they see online because you know, they'll say like, oh, I landed a job in two weeks or I got a job right, right away right. or something like that. Well, there's always the like overnight that. success in everything, right? Yes. <laughs> um, I am a big proponent of informational interviews, huge proponent of them. Done well, reaching out to people at companies of interest, in job functions of interest, and asking curious and thoughtful questions about them, their work, their teams, their companies, that can be incredibly useful for you, not only in terms of the obvious, gathering information that can be useful to to move you forward more quickly than if you didn't do informational interviews, but also you stand the chance of building relationships, gaining allies who work in that field or in a job that is super interesting to you that may be willing to go to bat for you or help nudge you along um, as you work to to switch jobs or or further develop your career. So I would say for anyone that is feeling discouraged or like, oh, this takes forever, Learning how to do informational interviews and do them well, um, desensitizing yourself to kind of cold outreach and making it really easy for people to to say yes to you for those informational interviews. I think that is an incredibly valuable early step. That's great. And well, and before we go, you know, is there anything else that maybe people should know about job strategy? Is there anything else that people should know about job strategy or sort of forming one or retooling it when they're on their way? I think understanding that there's no cookie cutter one approach. And you know this as well as I do, that there are all kinds of 
resources and people that you can find through a Google search that will make it feel like all you got to do is this, this, and this, and, and that's going to be your winning formula for finding a new job. It's really not that simple. So I, I would suggest that understanding that you're not a commodity, you're a human, you have different skills, you have different experience, you've got different goals, your personality is different. So really paying attention to what will work for you, maybe taking bits and pieces from these these formulas that you'll find online and making it your own. Beware of the definitive, no exceptions kind of advice. Definitely. Well, thank you so much, Jenny. I really appreciate your time. I, um, this has been a great chat. That was Jenny Foss, career coach and job search strategist and the author of Do This, Not That Career. Remember, it's up to you to put our advice into practice. Still, you always have a community backing you up and cheering you on. Connect with me and the Get Hired community on LinkedIn to continue the conversation. In fact, join Jenny and me on Get Hired Live on Monday, January 30th at noon Eastern time with your questions. You can find the RSVP link in today's show notes. Also, if you like this episode, leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. It helps people like you find the show. And of course, we'll continue this conversation next week, right here, wherever you like to listen. Get Hired is a production of LinkedIn News. This episode was produced by Michelle O'Brien. Joe Georgie mixed our show. Dave Pond is head of news production. Courtney Coop is the head of original programming for LinkedIn. Dan Roth is the editor-in-chief of LinkedIn. And I'm Andrew Seaman. Until next time, stay well and best of luck.